practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. All right, let's rock and roll. What do you say? Rock and roll. I'm ready to rock and roll. Check, check, check. Check one, two. I'm rolling. I'm rolling as well. Why was that so high? My levels are all out of whack. Feel free to whack them in. Whack them in level. It's the weather. You got bad weather over there in Ohio. What do you got? Rain? It's just been weird. Like now it was like 50 degrees today. Is that abnormally warm? After being 15 last week. Yeah, that's pretty weird. So, all right. So let's get into that. Because I don't want to start with that. I just was... No, 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 no. I don't want to start with dad weather, but it is... Let's complain about the weather. I'm not going to complain about the weather, but I I feel like the weather is... All right, I'm going to pause that for one second. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Hans. I'm Casey. And we're going to get into the weather, because I know how much everybody wants to talk weather. I feel like I'm being (laughs) gaslit by the weather and the conversation around weather. And you can help me as to determine whether mm-hmm. I'm crazy or not. Yeah. Is our weather patterns an anomaly right now? Or yeah. are am I just older, therefore I'm paying attention and I'm recognizing it? When you and I were growing up, did we have yeah. a 15 degree day to a 50 degree day? Did that happen and I just didn't notice it? Because I promise you i didn't notice a lot of stuff yes most likely okay so that's what i think i think there is something like there you know like weather change you know it's always changing it's on cycles and like we are affecting climate but like we are on site like so there is times when but yeah i think you're just when you're a teenager you don't give a shit you're like oh it's warm today great right right that's what i can't wait to play my playstation like you don't give a shit and i'm not climate denying henning obviously i the the i am i'm denying don't okay all right let's get into it you and (laughs) bloomberg um i mean i know that like the like the actual devastating weather like yeah a, a continent being on fire and like everything's more extreme there i'm just wondering if the little things if I need to just be like, all right, I don't say anything because the only thing somebody's going to say back is about this global warming, huh? You know, like as soon as it gets a little yeah. cold yeah, like, yeah. or as soon as it quote unquote remains status quo, like here's our temperature. It's always yeah. this degree to this degree in this region from this month to this month and we change and da, da, da. And as soon as it shifts yeah. colder, you always got that jackass who's like, yeah, how about this global warming, Bernie? <laughs> It's like, ah, okay. Yeah. Why do I bring up the word? No, but that's like the same the same gag. Because I was laughing about it. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck. I haven't. I think we talked about it on the podcast. It was like, remember when we were kids and everybody's like, that fucking ozone layer? Yes. And like Drew Carey had a, had a joke in his stand-up that was like, he was like, I'm taking an aerosol can outside because I'm like, I'm fucking cold now. And I was like, I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, oh, I haven't heard hide nor hair about the ozone is it fixed we brought it up like years ago on the podcast probably because you were like henning tell us what happened to the ozone is it fixed okay good i know that ratty neighbor actor kid from uh doogie hauser had a made for school special Vinny, 
where he literally, I was like, is this The Simpsons in retrospect? Because I'll have to find it and post it. But it's like, um, you know, the credits, the opening sequence is coming in. And all of a sudden, like, mm-hmm. this hazy um, setting starts coming into focus. And then you hear... <sighs> and fuck, oh God, you don't know right, it's yeah. Vinny yet. But he's in a Doc Brown um, plutonium suit, like a, a yeah. yellow like a hazmat atomic survival hazmat suit. suit. Yeah, and he walks up and he goes, and I'm like, and of course, me. This was I remember where I was sitting when I was, I was in fourth grade in the opposite class. Like every day, we switched for one hour to learn science from our other teacher. So that was I was sitting in that science class. from a television from a fucking VHS tape, <laughs> and that's why I remember. And that's the only thing I retain is. Oh man, that, that Vinny, Vinny's an actor, not a real guy named Vinny. Like that, that might be the moment that television oh, yeah. snapped out of reality. I was like, wait a minute, they're actors playing parts. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this guy has a shitty part doing this, and Vinny wouldn't do this, and he doesn't have that accent, doogie. He's got like I survived the ozone sp- getting a hole in it. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Vinny. <laughs> So that's when the ozone and and the so maybe that's why I feel a little gaslit because the severity by which I even felt yeah. the anxiety that they put burdened onto uh-huh. me uh, is was palpable that I can actually still feel it. Part number two, real quick, since you mentioned Drew, Drew Carey, his um fiance got murdered last week so they canceled taping on... the price is right for the first time this morning. in decades isn't that weird to be like to have such an orbit that just yeah. to just as an individual in that orbit you lose your own individuality like this poor yeah. woman got murdered I promise got, you. She I got thrown out you. a fucking window. Yes. And they buried the lead. They're like, Drew Carey's ex-fiance is, it was murdered. I promise not you. Not like, woman was thrown out window. Third, yeah. Not in any, and I saw it. It popped up on my news feed a couple times because the algorithm follows me and I've, I've got a trashy news feed. But Singer. not once did they mention her name. No, I'm serious. In the headline. I'm sure they got yeah. in the meat and potatoes, but. Um, yeah. It was Drew Carey's ex-fiance. Drew Carey's ex-fiance. Not ex-wife. You know what I mean? No. Like, girl, woman, they got into a relationship and got engaged too quick, and it lasted like a month, and it was out. But, I mean, I, I don't know where... Like, like that's a good barometer for fame. Like, if you talk to anybody on the street, you'd be like, Drew Carey? And they'd be like, what? Right. You know, like, he is famous, but he, like... So, like, take that into, like, a Robert Downey Jr. or a fucking Brad Pitt. Like, right. Drew Carey hosts, took over for Bob Barker, and that's what he's been doing for the last 20 years. He has been doing I mean, it a long time, yeah. And he earned it because he was a fucking in-the-trenches, like, jobber stand-up guy who cut his teeth and, like, oh, yeah. was on cart. Like, I'm not taking anything away from what he did, but, like, he has the life you would want if, as a stand-up if all you ever wanted to do was be good enough at stand-up to never have to fucking do stand-up again right yeah exactly you know he didn't like take the eddie murphy path he never wanted to be in movies like he knew his limitations and he's like oh shit here's a cush gig where i can still be funny there's a great part in that show crashing p home show it's the first season and david tell is in it 
and Pete Holmes um, got a gig being a, a crowd warm up for Rachel Ray. And oh, so sure. that night, as he gets up on like an indie stage in New York, he's like, hey, can you bring me up as a uh, Rachel Ray's, you know, crowd warmer? Like, as that's my, you know, my claim to fame. His sizzle. And his sizzle. Yeah. And the guy brings him up and then laughing while he does it. He's like, and he's Rachel Ray. He warmed up Rachel Ray's crowd and everybody like sneers and like boos him and he's embarrassed but then david tell happens to find him afterwards and he's like hey what's what's the matter with you you know i don't even know he's like yeah i i got this gig and da, 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 and everybody's laughing he's like what are you talking about he's like you got a paid gig where you don't have to go to a nine to five and you just get to think about stand-up just and use your crafts he's like fuck them do your do what you got to do. That's amazing. That's what we're all trying to do. We're all in this to not work. Yeah. Which is why to me, like uh, reaching that point in comedy to be like a Jimmy Fallon or a David Letterman, like I would have never would never want to do that. No, because it just it's too much repetition and it's too much. Like punching a clock, it's still comedy, but like you don't have that freedom to like do whatever you want. I don't know. I think you'd like be, the format is. I think you'd be good at that. I think you get yourself surrounded by uh, some uh, some teamsters, some real deal sketchers, and like just think about it. Like, yeah, maybe now it doesn't feel exactly because you have a young kid and everything, and there's some stuff there that's really hard. But just take yeah. yourself back ten years ago. Take us back to when we were doing a weekly show and we felt under the gun, but we were still working 40 hours a week fucking selling yogurt and hot dogs like to eat. And we weren't even concerned about it. Right. All we cared about was doing the show. Yes, it got under strain because you can only care about something so much when you also are punching a clock. Right. I guess we could have we could have done like the real deal, like punk rock and just been like, fuck it. Let's just not pay rent for months and months and months. But we're Midwestern jobbers. So that being said, so take yourself to that mindset. And I know you still have that mindset. But take yourself back to that momentum. And then give yourself uh, uh, unlimited, um, essentially unlimited funds and um, tools. And then, of course, you have the, then give yourself like, a quote unquote, let's say the the person that ran our show is at the creek in the cave. Give yourself a little bit of um, uh, what would you call it? Like a bit of a hand of God that like puts the brakes on you. But you you know, if yeah. you had that to keep going and going and going, you you tear. It's you, true. You, I guess you're not a really like, good show. You know that. I'm just too far removed from that, and I don't watch that. And yeah. you know, it's like um, so the idea of doing it is like seems so super daunting. Yeah. I think more attractive. Which, like, the idea of writing for SNL seems daunting to me. Yeah. But you would have been great. But, you know, it'd be an amazing time. gig and, like, get to write comedy, but it's like. <sighs> but that's just. Then you're then you're tethered to that. You know I, what I mean? Like, then it's. Sure. That's what defines you. And, like, so few people break out of that. That. I think I'd find a little more joy. And what do I know? Anything would be would be interesting i'd find a little more joy in writing for a late night like not obviously not being like a letter that's that's out of the question like yeah i would much rather have like like jesse pop wrote for conan or we have some friends that wrote for some late oh, night sure, stuff, yeah. still do that would be a fun gig because being in do, a yo yeah being in a writing room like that you that gotta, would you be, gotta that's cut your teeth 
but you gotta do you gotta come up with sketches but really you're on the hook for a hot sketch a night maybe or you know a hot sketch a day and maybe yours gets picked and you gotta stay a little bit on the pulse or you're the weird eccentric guy which i wouldn't that would be a fun role to fill and, and many things yeah. and then you punch up and then maybe the other stuff happens where you punch up but you're not like there's no time to become precious to anything yes you yeah. will consistent it's like this podcast like we consistently come up and I'll, I'll, I'll hear something back. I'm like, oh my God, that's funny. And I'll write it down and I'll be like, yeah, that's there to expand upon. And that came out of just having fun. Mm-hmm. It was called in the yeah. pod room instead of the writer's room. So I could see that being very, very enjoyable. And it's just a different time now. It would take, it would literally take physicality. It would take a, like a shift in physicality oh, to get back. Could in the you game. imagine you get the Willy Wonka ticket now today? Yeah, and they're like, Hansi, we're putting you on a plane. You're flying in. You're in the writers' room now. Like, I'd show up with like a polo shirt tucked into khakis. Like, I'm so far. Rem- like, just show up with my, and I'd have a briefcase. Like, I'm in debate, high school debate. <laughs> Who the fuck is this crazy old man? But I'd be like, this is the stuff I need to do it. I only use paper. <laughs> I don't type. I need to know what's going on with the ozo layer. Get me cousin Vinny on the phone. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So, um, man, I don't even know how we got on that. Uh, I don't. I, I can't forget. connect. We were talking it. about the ozone and Drew Carey. Oh, we were talking about Drew Carey. That orbit, yeah, evolving, yeah. like becoming the Price is Right guy. Sure, sure. And from and there, then we... just the the level of like, he is famous enough that sadly, when someone who is attached to him romantically passes away, or not passes away, was murdered, Mur- is like yeah, Drew Carey's ex thrown out a fucking window. Man, um, I was, uh, I remember just, hey, man, last week was Bundy, this week we're Carrie. Who knows if we'll get yeah. into gym. But I remember one of the first times <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, we didn't have, in the town we grew up in, Comedy Central was not part of basic cable yet. So, God, like, yeah. only the kids with satellite and stuff happened. And at yeah, the time. Get... We, Until we were in high school, yeah. right? We got... Yep, yep. At the time, I didn't see an episode of South Park until I was in like tenth grade, and everybody talked about it. Yeah, and yeah. the and you and it was also like a weird level. Of, here's a comedy nerddom. Here's the being the nerdiest of the comedy, or I don't know how to describe it. But like you had to be cool enough to get an invite to the kid's house who had Comedy mm-hmm. Central. Yeah. Thinking somebody's, and I never got that invite. So, just, and yeah, everybody that, did. Never got that call. Never got that call. Um, but even before South Park, Comedy Central played, um, not Rift Tracks, a lot of Mystery Science Theater, a lot of Kids oh, yeah. in the Hall, which, God, just bring back a Mystery Science Theater Kids in the Hall channel. That would be amazing. Um, no, and that was all out of the need to fill time. Yes. Like, that's, that's why the show Mystery Science Theater took off because they're like, two hours. Oh, fuck, we have a two and a half hour block. Mm-hmm. We can fill. They, like that guess is that before the rise of like infomercials? Because eventually they had info longer info commercials, but like, like I give it to them for just being like, no, it's all content. We're just gonna do twenty four hours, seven days a week of comedy content. They got close, and I watched Comedy Central that first like. Um, oh yeah, I remember when we got, got it. it. I was like, I think they went to three a.m. It was the only channel that would go to like. Th- 3 or 4 a.m. at the time of content and then they go a couple hours infomercials 
because have, the, what was the, that fucking the, the lady l- cleo the late yeah uh late the, call the me now phone sex shit yes um, oh that was the best uh, the the shit people get away with and then the He's deep comedy there. stuff was like sandra bernhardt's comedy half hour yeah feature featured comics but also they had a very few selection of early stand-up specials and drew carey's mm-hmm. was one of them you you yeah, can that's picture where it now. i probably saw it oh and, yeah and where I'm getting at is he had a joke where he talked about how um, all the hair from his head and the pimples from his pa- face moved. They're like Jewish people that moved down south and decided to live on his ass. And that's how good <laughs> I repeated it. But man, I went into a party with that joke locked and loaded. Just in the chamber. And I was ready. It was in the tank. And I pushed it in. And from across the room, this one kid goes, that's a Drew Carey joke, you loser. That's just Fuck. like that's like my first experience trying to like just trying to get a fucking that's like an internet laugh. comment in the in the real life. Oh yeah, I got a lot of real life trolling for sure. Oh. And and again, oh, I keep dropping stuff, but and again, um, I'm, I remember it like it was yesterday. That's what I'm getting at. Like all these little slights, all these little pieces that you can just like hold on to like a warm right. sweater just to make yourself that, fear, feel insecure for the rest of your life. I'm never going to say another Drew Carey joke. Thank God no, that guy not. said it because it stopped me from trying to use other people's material in other horrible situations. Right? It was a blessing. But I remember yeah. his face. I remember his name. I don't know a lot of names of kids we went to high school yeah. with. And I'll hate him forever. No, that that's like a, it's like a scar. You wear it with pride, or you wear it with shame. But you still got dinged. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You got a you got a ding in your Buick for sure. For sure. Because then it just evolved into us living in New York and not doing other people's jokes, but like working on a funny idea, and then someone just dings you because it's fucking shitty. Right. Yeah. You get dinged. One <laughs> it's just way. A, it's damned just a if step. You do, damned it's just if you a don't. step. There was one, uh, I don't want to get into it because somebody else's bit, but somebody who's very well known and renowned specifically in the stand-up world did uh, open the show for us. He's a good guy, weird guy, but he did a bit that in my head I went, oh, that's direct quote, quote, Simpsons. Whatever. He was Mm -hmm. new doing stand-up. I was around comedy long enough and heard famous comedians talk long enough. They're like, yeah, for two years I just did somebody else's set because I didn't know what comedy was. So, like, I just got up, like, yeah. Janine Garofalo talked about it, and da-da-da-da-da. Um, so, it just did a straight-up Simpsons joke. And I was like, huh. And, you know, just gracefully, and one guy just fucking iced him yeah. for it. It's a Simpsons! Somebody in our audience! It's a Simpsons joke! <laughs> and he, and surprisingly, this guy, this guy rolled with it very well. Because I would have, as we've all heard with the Drew Carey situation, I would have folded like a card table like a just wilted away oh man i would have been like hair on the top of a head and a pimple i would have moved down south under that stage (laughs) but you gotta get called out on that like you can't like yeah it it is that like i understand that thinking of like oh yeah you kind of just use because it it gets back to the the thing of like there are no original ideas it's just how you the approach to it so you gotta like put the reps in and like learn how to like if you hear someone tell a joke similar to an idea you have, that's not a bad thing. 
Like, don't right. trash the idea. Like, work on Take it and it a different get way. to what's funny and, like, make it yours. Right. Because the premise is just a premise. Like, but if you rip off everything about it, then you ripped it off. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're, uh, who's, uh, what, what did Hunter S. Thompson just type the Great Gatsby over and over and over again? Oh, yeah, like 15 times. To learn the rhythm. And I I remember reading that and thinking it was cool, and I thought it was a very Hunter S. Thompson-y thing. Sure. But as I've gotten older and written more, I was like, oh, no, that makes total sense. Like, you learn how to structure and the flow of things and, like, how characters talk and transition. So it is, like, it makes more sense now. It's not just a weird thing, an eccentric thing to do. No, I think... uh I think I get that a lot. I will be writing and something that will hone it in. Luckily, I'm still surrounded by just physical books. And I've mm-hmm. learned that like when I'm writing and I'll get like literally stuck on like a formatting thing, like a structure yeah. format oh, thing. Worst. And I'll go like, man, I don't know if I and it'll be as simple as me, like like almost like pedantic. Like, I don't know if I indent here or if this dialogue is a new character is it the same paragraph or do I start again? Cause he talked and is it like, if he's just saying a one word piece of dialogue, do I keep it? Yada, yada. Yeah. Right. As pedantic as that, mm-hmm. the best resource is I will just pick up a book and start Beautiful. reading and I'll probably see that. And I could easily just go on Google and just look at like you know, yeah, art of style. But if you pick up a book, most likely, or in my experience, I've just, something else has popped off and I've been like, Oh, that's a really cool idea of paragraph structure and mm-hmm. like flow. It's exactly like you're talking about. I mean, I guess if you're more rhythmic and you're just right on because you're like the Great Gatsby is the greatest American novel and I yeah. want to know what it feels like and what that tempo and rhythm was, it might be a little off base. I'm not, I'm just cuz I don't think old drunky Mick Gerald, I don't think F Scott Fitzgerald just sat down say the way jack kerouac claims to have sat down and wrote on oh, the road yeah. in 72 hours just a one but again i don't know how we got on that we started at the weather i got a bad haircut to talk through. about oh good yeah i've been eating like a fucking civil war king what'd you have some stew it Heart was attack? like we we visited my mother-in-law over valentine's day and she bought a ton, like like a ton, like a literal ton of barbecue from this barbecue place that we told her we like. Gotcha. So we ate a little of it over the course of three days, and then we packed, and she packed all of it in with our shit. So we got home, and it had like a fucking chest of smoked meat, <laughs> a variety of say, smoked meats. You just smell like a tannery right now. It's just like, and it was like, it was yesterday. Ashton and I were like, I can't physically eat another barbecue sandwich it's delicious it's very well prepared but i was like i fucking i've been eating like sam elliott if he was playing fucking andrew jackson like it's just like oh i'll have more smoked brisket on top of my smoked chicken you're eating like john wayne's colon yes if, like if yes. you could <laughs> personify um that reminds me and it's dark only if you look at it dark and so i'm not telling anybody to look at it in this way um But one of my, you know, later on a bender where I was drinking, um, got kicked out of the house 
ended up living in a hotel and uh, living. I ended up staying in a hotel for four nights for mm-hmm. whatever long weekend, let's call it. But it was probably a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Let's, let's call it like it <laughs> is. Yeah. So I'm, I'm staying in this hotel and there's many, many aspects to it, but it was so dark. And this is like a really interesting, um, I don't know if it's metaphor or perspective on it, is there's this amazing, and it is amazing, and obviously I ate meat at the time. There's this amazing barbecue place in Long Island City called um, John Brown's. It is phenomenal. I'm sure it's still there. And for four days, I ordered the exact same thing from Feel John Brown's. Feel your fucking Browns, pain. But it was, it was $90 worth of barbecue each day. So it was like... I don't like some kind of, and I'm not compare. I'm only comparing myself in this, um, in this very bizarre behavior, like some kind of like washed up, like actor or something. That's like just uh, an excess, like excess, 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 excess. So it was mm-hmm. like, I was like just so drunk out of my head. Couldn't even think, but I knew I had a menu where when I was slightly more cognizant the day before, I wrote down my gluttonous like order, like I'm the king. I'm in a hotel. I I can eat, drink what I want. I'm clearing out the mini bar. I'm drinking tequila from this glass gummy bear that I ate all the gummy bears out of from the mini fridge because <laughs> bills damn be be what they may. And then so just as disgusting as you possibly ninety dollars worth of barbecue. Eat it. You can only eat one third of that. And if you're a drunken pig, it gets shoved in the corner, rinse and repeat the next day. I take the oh, order. God. I'm slightly more stupefied. That $90 of barbecue gets piled on that that $90 worth of barbecue. The next day, more. They don't even need. They're like, all right, we know the room. They bring it. Then, and then one more day. And this time, the hotel, when they were like, hey, sir, your barbecue's here. But you need to come down and get it. So, like, uh, like you can imagine just hard drinking yeah. for four days. Like, hard just not even like cognizant, like just trying to get downstairs to like get your barbecue and then boom, got my last 90 days of barbecue, shoved it, probably didn't eat a thing oh. off of it. So you no, can of just, course not. This you room. smelled it, like they challenged you, you got enough chutzpah to go fucking get it, and then by the time you go, you get back up, you're like, I'm not even hungry, I just need a drink. Yeah, and that was- And the other... smell of that barbecue. <clears throat> this was, they probably thought, you know- Drew Carey's ex-fiance was going to throw me out a window because I had only booked one night the first night when the shit hit the fan and then every day yeah. just be sober enough, slightly sober enough to call down and be like, excuse me, the tie, I just Bobby. need, um, my business's plans have extended. I'll need one more night. And then the next night, uh, <clears throat> this is room, da, 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 da. <clears throat> the conference is running long. I'll need one more night. And then finally the fourth night they were like, sir. Um, you need to come down and if you want to extend your stay anymore, and then it's darker from there. If people didn't think right. it's dark enough, but oh, and every night this is like ground, like the sickest Groundhog's Day you've ever heard, because also <laughs> every day, night, whatever, all the time runs together. With my barbecue, I would rent the Wolf of Wall Street, so I rented the oh, Wolf God. of Wall Street four times. Paying for it, and we're living like that. The all of the characters combined. <laughs> but you, know, I probably only made it a half an hour in. So for four nights, however many times a day for the twenty-four hour rental, I would watch the first 34, 30 minutes of Wolf of Wall Street. Obviously, like just even oh saying the God. title of that movie right now makes me want to throw up in my mouth. 
but it is just it was a dark dark uh so you've you got some barbecue at the house huh oh yeah no yes totally (laughs) well what i love about that story is like that barbecue place was like this fucking oil rich tycoon (laughs) rolling into new york (laughs) <laughs> feeding this coterie of prostitutes every night barbecue but instead it's a even more miserable circus it's just one guy ordering the same order four times oh man yeah watching oh. another fourth of wolf of wall street and it was uh it had a it it was called a balcony room but it literally only had a balcony that extended 12 inches Oh, one, it's like one of those little one foot. So you could just Juliet step balconies. Out, yeah, yeah. And just be standing flat up against the wall because it was only. Yeah. It was even worse. It was a weird, just just about a half story up. So you could kind of maybe jump off the balcony and and land, but you probably your knee might hurt a little bit. Just like, ah, so my like, shins. Like you can't just stand out of the balcony and like get a little fresh air and like waft out the barbecue stink. You know, like. People were kind of oh, walking at least eye level to your feet. Like, you were very noticeable. On this tiny <laughs> just a balcony. stoop. You're just on a high stoop. Yeah, you're just on a high stoop. Oh, man. Uh. No, you telling me that I was uh, listening to something. Oh, it was uh, Patton Oswald. He was talking about that actor Spencer Tracy. Oh, yes. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he would, like, be stone sober during a. Sh- a f- like filming a movie and always on time, always knew his lines. Great actor. I think maybe won an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Even, yep. but the moment they fucking said cut, that's a wrap. <laughs> We'd walk to his fucking Studebaker. The back was full of two suitcases, both full of liquor. He check in a hotel room and take his clothes off. <laughs> yes, get in it. the bathtub and it. just drink and not stop drinking and piss and shit. In the tub, himself and just in rinse the toilet. Himself. He was naked. Yeah, just rinse himself. Like that's how much. God, that is a miserable. And I'm, hey, I hate to say it, I can, I can relate. If just the tiniest shift of circumstance, time, relationships, yeah, potentially notoriety, Drew Carey like fame, where you can just be like, I did my part. I know I can come back. I hope I don't die in this mm-hmm. bathtub. Now fill these suitcases God. full of gin. Oh my God. Uh, he didn't even have Wolf of Wall Street. Like, that was my, when I heard it, I was like, that fucking freaks me out. And then I thought, I was like, put myself in his position. And I was like, okay, you like, that's your thing. Like, you have, you have an addiction. Like, that makes you happy. I was like, but there's that time in between. Like, is he reading a book, listening to the fucking radio? Or is he just sitting in the bathroom with a single purpose of like, just like a metronome with that gin bottle? Jazz records, maybe, but you got to get be close. I enough would to think, the like, what? I don't. Know. It's tough. It's a. It's like no TV. Like, I guess it's around the time of TV, but that's what a TV was. You know, like a cement block. You can't yeah. just scoot that TV into the bathroom. Yeah, the the because oh man, yeah, that period of coming to just howling at the moon. I guess and like just that that numb aching feeling in your head oh, where even God. when you put a drink in it it just makes your hangover worse there's the hangover where you can have yeah, a drink yeah. and you kind of feel and you're like hair you can, of the dog get okay but then there's that drink where it's like no man you don't have a hangover you're really like toxic with booze you can't put more booze on this one yet you need like a 24-hour sleep and then maybe a drink will bring you back level but so ooh. you can get up but... i heard that pat oh, i heard him God. saying that i don't um 
Was it on like uh, a, a it was you Dana know what a gold Dana Gould's podcast? It may have been, but where I heard it, it was on the um, the Dollop podcast. There, that's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Ronald Sorry. Reagan episode. Uh, can't recommend it highly enough. The Ronald Reagan two part no. episode of the Dollop is one of the better Dollops I've ever heard. It's if you're feeling down this election season, and if you're scared about Donald Trump, he's a piece of shit. He's terrible. But he's not the worst president we've ever had. I, I and I didn't th- know this about Ronald Reagan. That guy's a fucking walking nightmare in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a g- it. So Donald Trump is merely only the worst president that you're currently living through. And I believe unless so you were funny, born in our lifetime, which was we were we lived through Reagan, but I just thought no, he was I like mean, an old kook. Currently living through, currently, yeah, he's currently only the worst through, yes. because we're in the middle of it. And I mean, God forbid that gets any worse. But I had a rev. It's so funny you bring Reagan up. I had a revelation today listening to a forty-five minute episode on. Everybody knows I love Warren G. Harding, mm-hmm. and about the yeah. scandals and his 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 administration and his character and his charisma, and. I was like, holy shit. And it was, he got elected in 1920, a hundred years ago, this election cycle, right? So a hundred years, a hundred years removed. I'm looking at Harding and I'm admiring him in an ironic, but like a fun hearted way because he's a scamp. He's a scoundrel. He had poker. Like he's Donald Trump. He, I, a hundred years later am totally like, Giving Warren G. Harding a thousand percent pass and then some because I was like, he's got secret tunnels and he's got a secret daughter and in New York that he's being blackmailed about. And uh, he's just this good looking scoundrel that's robbing and stealing. I was like, I'm looking at that, like not admiring it, but like totally giving it a pass. And it is it couldn't there's so many parallels um, and so many identical things to Trump. It just so happens that again, we're in the eye of the storm. So many people yeah, could argue about that. Forced like, through the trees. It is. It is interesting. Like all that shit. And I just went like, oh, all right. Like we all need to remember. We need to keep doing our part. However you believe, mm-hmm. just keep pushing forward and get involved and do what you want to do or don't. Whatever. But no matter what you do, remember in one way or another, like anything, this too shall pass. Like. It will. Right. Uh, history does not, you know, just stop. It looks back on itself, yeah. and this moment will be a moment that history looks back on and judges. Sure. However, but it will just be a judgment. It's just a thing. It's not. Well, you know, he's got to take a take a breath, and it's like people like Bill Maher. Or like he's not gonna ever leave. He's never. They're gonna. Have to, he's a dictator. It's like no, he's not. Like that hasn't never happened in the system. Which isn't to say that it could happen. But I don't think he wants to fucking be the president anyways. He'll and? do the two terms to get it to to get notoriety. But like he doesn't want to be Kim Jong Un. Like he wants to fucking quit and like go fuck off somewhere. And I, this is a very literal aspect of it. I'm sorry, Henning. I know. You need to be in on this, but uh, he uh, he can't be. He can't be Kim Jong-un. He can't be Adolf Hitler. He can't be any of these people. Because yeah. they were, let's not forget, yes, they're, they're emblazoned in history. They were young guys. They had yeah. all the time in the world to create all the fucked up shit they wanted to and totally change things. Donald Trump's like 78 years old. Like, yeah, he's just. He doesn't eat well. Yeah, he. he 
no matter what. And then so the other question is like, yeah, but he's creating this goon squad. Not really. They're all pussies. They're all the same pussy politicians that are, oh, sorry. They're all the same shithead politicians that uh, are just following the lead to get reelected. There's nobody underneath him. There's probably somebody out there on the horizon line that is not even affiliated with that's probably taking cues that'll do their own thing but there's nobody like a for example like a stalin or these other premiers that'll like yeah. just pick up the mantle and be just as, as authoritarian who's mitch mcconnell is he gonna pick up that no baton no. none of them want to do it none of right. them want to do it and like let's let's literally say donald trump like gets beaten in 2020 and he's like no I'm not leaving the White House. Right. He can stay in the White House and Congress and the House and the Supreme Court can continue governing our country. Right. Yeah. Like, he is not the, like, but, but the military will, the military's not going to fucking follow him. No. No, absolutely. Nobody wants to fight that hard. Like, no. nobody wants to, like, start civil war. They're like, he's not even worth it. Let, let's see it. I mean, hell. Maybe we need a wartime generation. Let's have a fucking civil war. I'm in. I'm in. I want to see what it feels like. Oh, I want to see a 2020 with Twitter and Facebook millennial civil spanking. War. Just everybody spanking each other, trolling each other, like cyber warfare. But not even cool like international cyber warfare. Just stupid Facebook, like getting your credit card. They're just it gonna leak your fucking lamest. That, those are the biggest salvos are going to be like, I have your internet search history, Hans, and then you get embarrassed. Right, you know right. I mean? like, The only thing that would change is I personally would have to immediately leave like Lincoln going into the White House under the darkness of night. Like, I can't be here if Civil War – like, I, yes, I will get pistol whipped. It just my neighbor will come out and pistol whip me. That's the only. Like, oh, good. That'll be the. I'll be the guy who gets hit in the head with the cane in Congress. So right, I it's always to like out to to my other softies and let these guys down here. They'll probably shoot some guns in the air, but you're do? like that poor poor dude in the fucking the 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 riots in the nineties. That white guy, that den, a guy named Dennis who drove that truck. Yes, it's like you just. <laughs> fucking hit in the face with the brick yeah. and then it's over and like that was the worst thing to happen and you're just like well it was me you know it could have been opening worse. salvo guy's like i'm retired i'm i'm dumb now Sorry. <laughs> I got hit in the brick. it's like there's not gonna be a night of the long knives it's just gonna be night of the a guy beat me up in my sleep yeah because he's be- mad because i don't put my garbage cans away yeah 50 years from now they'll be talking about the 2020 civil war and they'll be like the night when they pistol whip the city queer. He got away. <laughs> He's like, fine. He's no, they can't. We can't get away him. with this. Those guys were too tough. Who, and it's Civil funny because I was guys? just... Yeah, I was just thinking about this today. It's one of those things from the amazing Ken Burns documentary, The Civil War. And we've talked about it. Sure. But it's always stuck in my head. And it's like, again, one of those weird things I latch on to to like, give me perspective. I'm like... That shit is fucked up. Those guys were tough. It's when they talked about those guys in the South, like, running so low on food and rations. Boots. That they they fucking ate their boots. <laughs> and they made fucking coffee out of peanut husks. <laughs> Can I ask? And how is that for fucking perspective? Back then, that's how hard those people were. There's no flavor. The only flavors they had are hot or husk. How husky do you want it to be and how hot do you want it to be? Let me ask you this. Yes, tough. 
they may be. There is Maybe not a- just tough, they just had never... Like, if they had, like, the fucking internet, they'd be just like us, but they didn't have the fucking internet, so they didn't, they didn't get a chance to become lazy. They it's- just were like, I don't know any better. I like extra husk in my lukewarm water, thank you. I was gonna say, like, can we call it coffee? Like, what's going on psychologically that they feel the need? Is it, like, literally, like, when starving people look at, like, a picture of food and they, right. like, imagine... It's like that like, Looney Tunes cartoon yeah. <laughs> where it looks like a ham and it's just a fucking stone. Right. So they're so hungry and so tired, they're just like, this peanut coffee's really giving me a Oh, you got pep. They ate their fucking boots. I'd like to see a civil 2020 that- civil war. Where somebody eats their shoe. We don't even have clothes we can eat anymore. Right, we'll die. That's how chemicals. far removed we are. Like, I can't eat my Nike. That's true. You can't boil. It's not, because, it, yeah, it was horse hide if, or whatever. If I get stranded in the Sierra Nevadas over winter, I can't eat my fucking clothes. The only thing we have to benefit us, and we probably don't have the psychological makeup to even get there, is myself included... Like, we do at least have, a, as long as we can eat our biscuits, like, on the regular, the stored fat we already have sure, yeah. will give us a little, like, at least we will be eating those boots a little bit later. But you could the, imagine the North, like, they're like, um, excuse me, sir, I ordered the, um, vegetary, vegetarian <laughs> military rations. I'm a vegan. Eat your fucking boots. <laughs> A synthetic boot. Are these boots synthetic? Uh, Is this boot a log? I'm going to need the log boot. I'm a vegan. I might have to eat these later. That is a funny... Somebody should... um, uh, You could do a parody of what a 2020 Civil War... Like the ballad. ...look like. Yes! Like a Civil War ballad. Harmony Hipster, the fucking only vegan Southern combatant. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the... Not to bag on vegans at all. No, no. Bag away. I mean... Um, God, that's I've fun. just... I'm meat drunk, so, like, everything looks like a ham to me. So, if if we were out of coffee currently, what f- what is a readily available food item that we would pretend is coffee? We just, everybody just has everything. I know that's from a privileged perspective, but like, what would it be eating like mac and cheese, cheese packet, coffee? Ooh. Yeah, like, see, that's the thing. You can't do, like, it's like, yeah, just think of the post apocalyptic or like prison seeds. (laughs) I feel like everybody would end up like that kid from Into the Wild. Just be like, oh, yeah, I know how to do things. I can, you, everyone eats plants, and it's like, he died because he has a belly full of poison oak. Now I shit my heart. Because it looked like kale. He thought it was fucking kale. He doesn't know where kale comes from. None of this is kale. Kale comes from <laughs> India. <laughs> this is fucking just eat grass. Oh, my God. That's so funny. God, yeah, I wish we were. I wish we had a, a sketch stage because we could do, like, just four hipsters sitting around a Civil War campfire and the, campfire, their yeah. stories, their glorious war stories keep getting softer and softer <laughs> and they're sticking at this pot, but it's like, you know, it's not a pot of like, you know, pork back and beans. It's like a pot of like coconut milk and it's coconut <laughs> rice and, and shiitakes. <laughs> Are those wild shiitakes? 
then they just eat it and they die because it's just well, it... horse shit and you know um <laughs> dragon fire weed well you, you need that one it's got to be like three the three hipster soldiers and then that one actual hard bitten sure because it's like you've worked in bars long enough and heard those conversations when people you would you would assume by the tone and the way they're telling the story they're talking about survival or injustice and then you listen and you're like oh you're just a privileged fucking asshole sure you know so it's just that super self-important like well and then when somebody walks by you like kind of pipe down a little bit because he's actually like that guy ate his horse yeah yeah i uh that guy actually grew up on a farm (laughs) anyways did you guys see rob Lowe? that guy just doesn't (laughs) age Rob Lowe does. I mean, that's written down. That was a transition. Rob Lowe yeah. has a new show on CBS where he plays. Oh God! Is it one of? He plays a firefighter, like a young firefighter, but he's also like a climate activist. So, like, mm. he fights fire. There you go. Yeah, he fights fire. Smoke is bad fights. for the environment, yeah. but he is good for the environment. He, I mean, he looks young, but what is what does it take, and what are the circumstances? short of a 2020 civil war to get rob Lowe in that meeting where he plays a, a firefighter uh a greenpeace firefighter he's got a he needed one of those like intense labor he needed to look tough like give me a tough guy part on tv firefighter hey we got somebody coming to say hello yeah someone just got out of the bath Ooh, cool you want to say hi to uncle hansi Hi, baby. Hi. Say hello. Bye. Don't take a bite out of it. It's not an apple. Bite out of the apple. Oh, yep, got to get the keyboard. All right. It's my favorite part. Can you say hi? If you can't say hi, we got to go. Nope, hi. I found the light okay. for the keyboard. Hi. Hi, hi. Hi, Ash. Hi. Hi. Okay. Bye, baby. Oh, yeah, Rob Lowe's a fire. I've seen ads for it on uh, while I work because we play. we were playing football forever. He's a hunk. Is he? Of course he's I a mean, hunk. I mean, how old yeah. is he? I don't know, early 50s, probably? Well, that's not bad. They're like, how old is, like, Judd Nelson and Molly Ringwald? They're you know, dead. They're, they're both dead. And, and well, Judd Nelson, yeah. In the same graves. They're buried on oh, top man. of Oh, man. What would it take to get that guy Raiders. back? Who, Judd? Yeah. He should have He pops a back every now and then. I think he could have had it so many times because, I mean, like Rob Lowe had, you know, all those guys had drugs and like sex stuff. But you know mm-hmm. what he had? Just he was an asshole to people. I don't think Rob Lowe oh, was so ever the, an asshole. The worst sin of all. Yeah. He was he a butthole to everyone. He was a butthole. So you know what? You got suddenly Susan and then you butthole. Oh, that's like, what it was. It's in, like yeah. he got those two chances and the same thing happened, unfortunately. There was a Runaissance, or what was his name? Mickey Rooney? Or Mickey Rourke? Oh, yeah. Rourke Mickey Rourke, yeah. And he came back in Mugga the wrestler, Nanka. and he was in the Sin City movies, right? Just all these yeah. movies. And the wrestler's amazing. He has amazing oh, it's fantastic. performance. Yeah. Um, and he, I, there was a very famous interview with him at the time, and he was crying about how like Hollywood is a place of second chances, and he's like, I essentially like a walking phoenix thing i didn't live a virtuous life and but you guys gave me a chance to come back and then instantly just a fucking asshole again and you don't see anymore he flushed that movie all down his face yeah 
Like he yeah. just, but he had that weird thing. Like he kept playing, he kept lean like to use an affectation for what he claimed to boxing. He kept leaning into the punches. Like when he started out, he was like a tough guy, but he was very like, he had a very attractive, like Brad Pitt sort of like, what a beautiful looking man. Right. And he always had the chip on his shoulder. Like I ain't no pussy. Like I'm a tough guy. I'm a boxer. And then he just like had no business being in a boxing ring and then got beat up really bad he got and then lied disfigured. about how good of a boxer he was. He got disfigured. Apparently stories. And then he just yeah, became obsessed with plastic surgery. And now, as we talked about, I saw him on a documentary and he looks like an old Russian woman. Yeah. Babushka. He uh, apparently the story the the rumor is um, that I'm so privy to is that in these boxing rings. Like people close to him would actually pay the other boxers like to take it easy on them, but they were real deal box fights. So the guys were like, "Yeah, sure," but even when they took it easy on him, I'm gonna they him. annihilated him. So yeah, it's like yeah, the Simpsons episode with Homer Simpson, like except Mickey, <laughs> Mickey Rooney could get knocked out. Yeah, exactly. it's just like he eh, doesn't know how to punch. Still though, in that movie, The Wrestler, for those of you that haven't seen it. That scene God, so good. where he's just frustrated at working at the deli and he's looking oh, at fuck, that meat yeah. slicer and he just punches that like it's not like uh, the most like uh, explosive scene, but like everything about it is just perfect because it like doesn't chop yeah. his hand off. Blood doesn't spray like he doesn't like shout out like he just all that inner rage just you feel it building up and, and he just punches mm-hmm. a meat slicer and gets like just that. Oh, it is like such a well, and what, great scene. What's so great about it because he's so frustrated and it's like he he's like a superhero. Like that wrestling persona of his like doesn't belong in the real world. Like he's like laid low by this job and he's getting nagged at by this lady and his boss is fucking t- the comedian Todd Barry. Yeah, perfect. Who's yeah. a butthole, but he plays amazing naggy buttholes. He's perfect as and just like Pulling him down, pulling him down. So all he has, to, he's like Superman. Like he's been holding it back. So he just uses his fucking wrestlerness, wrestlerness, and fucking slams his hand in that meat slicer, and then just fucking slaps his face, and covers it with blood, and everybody loses their shit. And he just keeps it cool and like fucking freaks him out. He just freaked those squares out, man. It's so Great. good. Yeah, so good. I uh let's be free. You and I drank an entire bottle of Jameson watching that movie. Oh yeah, in the theater, no That's, less. Of course, yeah. I should have prepped that. That makes it a big difference. Rowdy. And that was the best part. We rolled out of there, and we loved that movie. And we loudly said on the way out and in the street for probably forty-five minutes. The only bad thing about that movie, not enough fucking wrestling. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Just boy. need a little bit more in-ring action. Those were we had a couple. Um, a lot of times, it's it's not the best idea to overly drink in a movie theater because you're in a theater, you're in a confined yeah. setting. But sometimes it's fun. Like that was a fun movie. That was like an indie theater. The only other time, and it's a good movie. So we were just enjoyed the movie yeah, and then yeah. left, and we had a killer buzz. Absolutely. The um, my the the most fun I've had doing that was you, me, Mitchie, probably Justy. It was a whole crew of us. And people remember this is kind of one of his, 
I think lesser, not lesser known, but lesser accepted is um, Grindhouse, Tarantino. Oh my God. I tell people that's one of the most fun movie experiences I have ever had in my entire life. Just getting wild, passing bottles of whiskey around. I think we were out of whiskey because it's double feature. It was a legit yeah. double feature. It was an experience. And it was people rise. were smoking dope in there. Like that theater was smoky. People yeah. were smoking cigarettes. This was an AMC in New York City. I was just there say, were like two or three fist fights. Yeah. yeah, but it felt like a grindhouse. Like it, that movie is not the best movie. No, but that experience, I was like, it's like we went into a themed restaurant, and they were like, "Oh, this is a grindhouse." So be prepared. There are fights, and you're going to smell wheat. Like it was awesome and we just <laughs> slug in that whiskey it, it was because it was two giant cokes that we just half a bottle of jameson half a bottle of jameson and just that's rooting the, and tooting that's i guess that's the genius of it right like maybe it isn't his greatest movie but he remembered the experience so he's selling the experience just like any movie oh, yeah. is doing and people bought it hook line and sinker because it's been so long and they went like fuck, I'm always paying like $40 to go see this movie and it's great and if it's a good movie, I enjoy myself, I sit, I have my treat and I leave and I ponder the movie. Mm-hmm. But he's like, wait a minute, like I had to organize my night. Like this is a night. This is going to be like a five yeah. hour ordeal going there and this leaving and it's it. like, I got to get comfortable. Oh, you know what? This is more like going to see a show. Like I should see if my friends want to go and it just became that thing and I think that that vibe permeated. So that's how you ended oh, up. Oh, definitely. With, you could feel it in that yeah. theater. That shit, too bad. It's too bad they uh, they don't have um, those dirty old, if you're in a city, those dirty old crusty theaters that are playing B movies around the house or, or movies yeah. that are about, like, I don't even know if they do it anymore. Maybe around you, um, where uh, you get like $3 movies because it's the theater that, has all the reels that are oh like to the be second done. run yeah minneapolis yeah. had a great theater that used to do that you yes know, like, out in the sticks that we'd yeah. go to it was like two bucks yeah it was so great and it was just happened to be the movie that was like its last gasp or whatever yeah so so i just saw something and i was so bummed that i was like i would have enjoyed this i really would have enjoyed this in the theater but we just don't get to watch we just don't get out to. Oh, it was just, it was the Joker. I saw the Joker and I was like, this oh, would yeah, have yeah. been more enjoyable in the theater. It reminded me mm-hmm. why movies are 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 so much more fun in the theater. But I digress. Yeah, that like the Scumbummy theater vibe. Yeah. It's awesome. What was that one? That theater in downtown Minneapolis. The it was. It looked and felt like an old Scumbum theater, like the fucking Oracle. It was like just a two screener that had the the balcony because there was the art house theater around the corner, but it was oh, like the old theater, the old yeah. old theater. Yes, yes, yes. You, had all was, the Art Deco art in it and the big dome. It was Uptown Minneapolis, correct? I kept thinking yes, downtown. Yes. It was Uptown. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uptown. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was right next to that bookstore. You might have just said that, right? Yep. Yep. Um, we saw Bubba Hotep in it. I remember that. Oh, that was a and blast. It was such too. a blast. That is a great old theater. I hope I hope that's still around. That was that held its own. We saw a lot of movies. God damn. In there. there is one theater in New York that still feels that way. It's the um East Village Theater, I think it's called. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It has the same huge art deco like that's where Ashley and I saw uh 
Hateful Eight on Christmas, and it was fucking amazing because that theater, just that beautiful, well-maintained, the Art Deco like Poseidons and shit, and like the they, Grecian artwork. It's fantastic. There is a beautiful, beautiful. I feel bad. I saw there's a beautiful old theater just like that that exists only for art house movie makers to rent out or to have movie shows. They don't. They don't. It's only by event, so you have to decide to rent out their theater uh-huh. for a screening or something. And I'm yeah, and it's not like kept up like where Tarantino would be like, "This is where we're gonna have our first screening." Like Friends event, like it's mm-hmm. it's really like run down, but it's still super beautiful because it was built in that era when the movies were the theater. Like right, yeah, uh, it's in like the. Like the East 30s or something like that. And that's where I saw Toilet Gator, which is just like, just such a... Is it the Zigfield? No, 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 no. Uh Uh-uh. It is... I don't even... I'll have to send you a... I can't even think of the name. It's nondescript. It doesn't have a big marquee out front. In fact, it's in off of... Um, it's not on an avenue. It's in off of an avenue. It's like not where you would expect an entrance to a movie theater to be. And I don't, the story isn't going anywhere, but it's just like so amazing because they have all their. That's old, amazing. It still exists. Yeah, they have all their old like projector equipment, kind of more on display now, and like where there would be because there's not like concessions or anything like where there would mm-hmm. be concessions are just like old like, uh, like playbills and stuff like that and. Um, old like posters from when the theater was um, zipping but like it's where you go see it's not like where you go see an indie film it's where you go see in artsy film it's like where you go see like I don't know like an experimental film from 1967 that's just like a hand talking to a foot probably a waste of your time but that it doesn't match like the theater, like people rent. Like I said, Toilet Gator was literally right, a movie yeah. shot on somebody's like phone, edited with um, uh, what is it? What's the Apple or the yeah movie the maker? IMovie, iMovie edited yeah. with iMovie using the iMovie fonts. We all know the second we see like oh it, yeah, You're like, it's okay, iMovie. Guys. You go oh okay okay. He's still got a MacBook Pro using the globe, you know, the globe. Oh like, yeah. The, the old timey. Like, yeah. So, but yeah. this guy rented the theater cause he wanted people to see his piece of art and, and good on him. And like, it was this beautiful theater. You're sitting in these old seats, these old fabric seats. And it has like the old smell. The movie was garbage. Um, sure. but whatever, who cares? Like it wasn't to him. Like he spent time putting it together and he wanted to show it. Like, I wish, I wish, 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 uh wish i had known about it it sounds like we could have got that place on the hook for something that's exactly what i was gonna say i literally went and did this it was a friend of mine um from the program i uh this was like in the last like eight months so i discovered it this mm-hmm. that's 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 new york right you discover this right, you unbelievable yeah. gem like eight months before you leave but like you know how long have we been yeah. in the city and no idea i can't even i can't even remember like it was just one of those like last minute things i went out to do and you're just looking around and going this is fucking where am i where about this where am i i've lived here for 10 years how did did i not know where am i yeah yeah yeah. well i'm sure that story tickled people's ears i started with the weather 
I tried to get us into haircuts. I talked Rob Lowe. Oh, yeah. We got Drew Carey's fiance got pushed meat, out of a goddamn roof. Dad meat complaints. Meat complaints and then a really dark hotel Ooh. meat story. Eating boots. I got yeah. one more dad thing. Hit me. If you... So have you taken Ruby to one of those, like, trampoline places yet? Not yet. Got one right around the corner. Oh, man. I gotta tell you, it's an experience. But the... Because the, I've been to two now. Mm-hmm. One in Columbus, and then we went to one in Evansville, um, where Ashley's mom lives. And Harvey has a blast. But they're totally set. It's like a fucking, like, Jeffrey Epstein, Mossad, honey trap for fucking dumb dads. Okay. Like, the way they're set up. Because, you know, it's like trampolines everywhere. And if you've seen, if you've watched the show Righteous Gemstones... Right. They're always kind of connected to a church. Like, the one in Columbus is run by this weird sort of their own... Uh, they're called the Xenos. Okay. So it sounds like they make good pizza or they're space aliens, but it's That's this weird, like, groovy sack. church... It's like it's like the the like the hip pastor, Veggie Tales like, territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like super regional to Ohio because I'd never heard of it when I first moved here. We were like, ah, fucking a couple Xenos moved yeah. into our house. There's a lot like, of things you could take that name. Is that like a stink bug or something? They're like, yeah. it's a human stink bug. Xenos, Xenos. <laughs> um, but just these fucking the trampoline place. It's set up like. They have all the trampolines, and then they have, like, the basketball hoop. Like mm-hmm. a siren song. Like, because I walked in, and then you look over, and above this big trampoline that, like, you know, once you get going, give you mega, oh, yeah. mega jumps. They got a heavy bag just floating over the center. And you just walk in, and I just hear the whisper in the back of my head. And it's like, Duh. you could dunk. Duh. You could snap kick that heavy bag. Duh. Just do it. Just do dunk. So I kind of like walked in and looked around and I was like, oh, there's a wee ball there. Maybe get Harvey situated. I was like, no, do not do that. Do not dunk. So, of course, like halfway through me playing with Harvey, like my fucking back seized up. And I was like, thank God I didn't try to power bomb that heavy bag. So it fucking landed on my neck. Oh, what is it about dads and the hot dunk? If there, I, that's what I was like. If there were like three more dads there, like I saw a couple guys, and it was just sort of like everybody's kind of making eye contact and like, like yo, that's a fucking hoop. Who's the first? Who's gonna break the seal on this? Who's gonna give me a classic windmill? Yeah, a nice three sixty dunk. It's like a, it's like a, a football in a ring. You know, eventually somebody's gonna try and get one in. Oh, yeah. Was that a tire? <laughs> Oh, a little stiff, but hey. That's sure I can throw a spiral. <laughs> spiral. Oh, God. Yeah. The, yeah. You could dunk your dunking. way. That that would be that'd be the front lines of the 2020 Civil War. The dunk contest. Everybody lines up for the dunk contest. North v. South dunk contest. That is real funny. That is real, real funny. Let's settle this like gentlemen. Rebel, yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's like I guess I was telling you at work like I like one of my longest shifts is Sunday, so they just have like ESPN on, so I just get to see like highlights. And this past week they had highlights of like NBA weekend, and the, yeah. the guy work was like, "Did you check that dunk contest out this weekend?" And I was like, uh, "Excuse me, what?" He was like, "The dunk contest, come on!" <laughs> I was like, "They still do that." Oh yeah. So they were playing like the highlights and 
Gotta say, like, dunk science hasn't evolved much since we were kids. High and through the hoop? Pretty much, yeah. A couple spins in there. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. Like, I like I haven't watched a dunk contest in 20 years. But I was like, eh, whatever. They're like, this dude dunked over Taco! I love Taco! It's like, you could be speaking Russian right now. I have no yeah. fucking clue what you're talking about. I was, uh, I was talking to, I was talking to, um, and they were talking about the dunk contest. They were like, it was really intense. I was like, I, I was like, I don't want to, I'm not playing ignorant to be ignorant. I was like, didn't Blake Griffin, like four years ago, jump over a fucking dunk car, over yeah. a car? Like, what, where do you go from there? And I was like, I get where they went from, from when I first started watching the dunk contest. And like the Sorry. winner of like the 1994 dunk contest was Muggsy Bogues. Because he was little and he the was, basket yeah, was yeah. high. And he went, <laughs> and he just dunked the ball. And I was like, whoa, even anyone can dunk. And then I was like, all right. So, you know, uh, D Brown covered his eyes and he dunked. I was like, well, that's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. That's fun. Like, but then they just yeah. dunk over a fucking car. But then Johnny did tell me and it made me, it made my jaw hurt. He's like, no, what this guy fucking did is... He, like, did, like, a sit-up in the air, like, how you have to have so much core strength, like a gymnast, to, like, hold oh, your legs God, out yeah. in front of you, uh-huh. like, straight, like, to a point. Like, like he was sitting. Like, he was yeah. airborne, sitting, putting the bat, putting the ball around his legs as he was what? holding, like, a perfect L to the top. So he's like the space station in 2001, and the yeah. ball is just orbiting his body. <laughs> yeah. And then he dunks? That's impressive. I, I tip, so that's what I, I said. tip I my said, hat to right, that dunk. I, I'll take it. I, if 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 you go from dunking over the car to this guy who has such incredible ab strength that he oh, can yeah. hold a, a le- basically an alphabet letter, that's fine. But give me back, take me back to, like, you know, give me a... A Scotty Pippen who high fives Michael Jordan to a regular standard dunk, but it's a high five midair yeah. dunk. Cool. I saw a clip and it was like everybody's like, "Oh yeah, Dwight Howard really shit the bed." That's what I heard. And I was like, yeah. "Did he miss the dunk?" And they're like, "Nah." And then I saw the clip because they're like, "Yeah, he just did his stupid thing. He opened his shirt and he had a Superman thing on, and then he just dunked." <laughs> it's like that's the whole point of the d- okay. You didn't like the showmanship, the the flair, the costume reveal didn't do it for you. And he did have a pretty like Granny Granny Smith dunk. He just like, eh, eh. yeah, yeah. I dunk. can't dunk. That's the real dunk contest. Give me the twenty twenty dad dunk contest. You have yeah. a lot of you know just balls hitting the rim, but somebody's gonna get it in there. Give him a trampoline. Throw the trampoline in the mix, and dad, there you go. That's fucking television. And yeah, no, I mean. And you know what? They have to splinter their own fractured limbs. So many. And it's like uh, fucking what they do in the PGA. It's like a pro-am. So it's you with Dwight Howard and then me with someone like LeBron James. And they can do they can do the three-pointers because I can't shoot. And then dumb dad's got to do the silly trampoline dunk. Hold on. So it's you and LeBron James, and you give LeBron the three pointers, and you're gonna take the dunk. No, but I'm saying you have I to. I think the fans to, are like, gonna be a little disappointed. <laughs> just a little to spice it up. If we're gonna do the one, fucking three, but you're a dunk. I mean, I'm talking like... trampoline dunk with costumes, <laughs> hats. I'm going like a wedding photo. You're going booth. a wizard dunk, but you're not on the wizards. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'll t- hey, LeBron. <laughs> 
Just saying, <laughs> I'll take the dunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already out of breath, and it's just me explaining to him what I'm trying to do. Let He's... alone run from the half court to. What do you think if, uh, like, they're like, "All right, guys, you got two options. One of you takes the dunk. One of you takes the threes. Or you guys got the next half hour to come up with a killer comedy sketch. What do you you think you can talk LeBron into a sketch? Yes, because if that's my end of this thing, I can't do it. LeBron, we got to do a sketch, man. I got one about the Civil War. How's your boots? Or he's, or he's like, I'm just that good as a basketball player. I'll take a zero, <laughs> right. and then I'll pick up the weight. Uh oh, the one thing, uh, just to to roll off this tangent to, to flow out. Did you see the new Nikes that they released at the during the All Star break? Hmm. The self-lacing Nikes. So we're going like Back to the Future 2 style? That's what you'd like to think, wouldn't you? But no, it's an application that you have on your phone oh, that, you, no, no, no. that you tighten up, that you adjust no, no, your no. shoes with your, no, with, no, your, no. <laughs> with your app. No, no, no. <laughs> Anytime anything's connected to an app, no fucking way, dude. Yeah. Your shoes, like you can drive Teslas from an app and you're like, one of the guys that owns the bar I work at has a Tesla. Yeah. And I just like talked to him for half an hour because I was, I wanted to know about it. That car's run off your fucking iPhone. Yeah. Well, does it run well? And it's the, the scariest thing in the world. Like, yeah, that how many like times have people hacked your fucking iPhone? That's your car. But, uh, that's what uh, Johnny Johnny said. You know, like who's the first person that's not going to be getting their shoes off? And then that's where in That's like, what I'm thinking. Who's the first person that realizes that you can fix a base a, a basketball game Fucking by basketball, hacking yeah. that team's shoes? And Shoeless Joe shoe Freiwald over snug. here. <laughs> the great, the great the, shoelace hack of 2021. Just see LeBron going up for a layup and ooh, too tight, too tight. <laughs> My shoes are too tight. Oh, hack those shoes, baby. Corner bucks. Oh, no. Corner bucks. I just, it's like scenes from that movie, fucking Hackers. Everybody's got baggy Jinko pants on, roller skating to fucking techno music. And like the payoff is we just made LeBron's shoes a little too tight. Just gave him a bunion. (laughs) Oh, man. That's amazing. Maybe you can hack. Maybe it's got more. Maybe you can like. Put like one of those streaming, like one of those ticker tape. Ooh, like a marquee. A marquee on the back. Do they cool or heat up? I didn't get. I didn't get into it that far. Maybe that seems dangerous as well. But I suppose. What do you have? Have a heating unit in your shoe. Have a heating coil. I mean, I would imagine. Well, I guess you can get your phones and shit wet these days. I say you can't get them wet. Like but, you can't eat that anymore. Now that's I now I'm the oldest man in the world. That's my barometer. Can can't you eat, eat your boot? Shoe. Can't eat that shoe. Yeah, but you can heat up your peanut coffee with that heat <laughs> in coil. the bottom of your shoe. Ooh. That's it. Extra that's, husky. That's the northern dandies and when the southerners get a hold of that that northerner, they're going to get his shoes. I mean, they'll forget him brew. and then you just see them breaking apart this shoe and using it like goddamn Les Stroud Survivor maybe to, to <laughs> heat up their grits. You just stick your coffee mug in the shoe. Hansi, can you turn it up for me? <laughs> ooh, hot. Ooh, thanks. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Too hot. 
so hot. This boot's running a little hot today. <laughs> oh, this man. is the soup boot. Uh. Oh, I guess did you see uh, Elon Musk cut a promo on uh, Bill Gates? No. They're going at it? They're going at it. I guess I was like, ooh, what's this? Oh, they both suck. Forget about it. Uh, I guess Bill Gates bought an electric car. Okay. Oh, but like- it wasn't it wasn't a Tesla. So people were giving him shit and like adding Elon Musk, like Bill Gates got an electric car. And they're talking about how we need electric cars for the carbon, you know, like just right, to, for right. climate change. But he didn't buy a Tesla. And like Elon Musk's response was like, I've talked to Bill Gates a number of times. I find him very uninteresting. Ooh, he got dunked on. Big Gates got dunked. Yeah. It's starting right there. Uh, so Bill Gates bought a. The news is he bought like a Ferrari that was an electric car. Or some bought bullshit. a car for personal use that's electric. Yes, as if we're to believe that Bill Gates is fucking knows how to drive in his fucking electric Ferrari. Like bullshit. And two, what the fuck is Bill Gates doing buying and? I thought you meant he bought like a car company to develop. No, he bought an electric a car. car. That is the most boring news story I've it ever It really heard. was. And it's exactly what's going on. Literally, the we're children, but we're self-proclaimed children that aren't pretending to be adults. Like, that's all, yeah. the, that, all that reminded me of was literally there was a, of course, literally, but there was a, there is a Twitter feud, surprise, surprise, between Mike Bloomberg and Donald Trump. And it oh, is God. the most childish back and forth i've ever heard and they're the same guy they're the same guy literally mike bloomberg said oh that's real like i started it oh that ha 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 donald well guess what you and i know the same people in new york but only i know that they talk behind your back and think that you're a carnival barking clown how's it feel bitch it's like wow (laughs) weird This Stop. that is the civil war 2020 is yep, just fucking already Twitter snark. Yep, where you're only you only realize you're in it when you're looking behind you. That's true. The snark's been fired. Yeah, the, the yeah yeah the the first... snark over Fort Sumter. Exactly. That's yeah. Did yeah, some yeah. did someone say it was a butthole? Fuck them. <laughs> Throw a tweet. Load. <laughs> set your tweets to butthole. <laughs> For a weird Star Trek reference. But that's where all the generals would be, would be up coming up with the snarky tweets, whereas the rest of us plebes would actually have to be murdering each other in some fucking ditch somewhere. Or they put us on an even sadder platform. They're like, send, I got drafted to go to the Facebook front lines. Oh, God. (laughs) My friend's mom said this and added me. Oh no, it's more blippy. <laughs> oh no. Oh, sorry, man. We're putting you up to YouTube. YouTube red? No, man. Commercials! <laughs> Ads! Ah, <laughs> uh, well. I think we'll live through it. I think, yeah, I think we'll be fine. Henning, feel free to um, respond to. To anything that got your um, 
higher up here. I gotta look for a good Twitter feud to read and put Asukan's farewell behind it. I know. Maybe we can go Mike Bloomberg and Trump. That's a really funny idea. Yeah. Yeah, that, there you go. Mini Mike has a mini wiener. Loser. And you got to put musket fire behind it. <laughs> Was kicked off Twitter three days later. <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. I, I am happy to announce that, um... I I am happy to announce that um apprentice which first job but to those and Mip is coming back. Some losers and haters, but my um is one of the highest um you all know please don't feel so stupid um please don't feel so stupid um please don't feel so stupid um so stupid um so stupid um so stupid um not your fault the best rated is in history problem is we don't have stopped anymore except your president is cheating of jobs Steve Miller is an extremely unattractive woman. I refuse to say that because I always insist on being politically correct. I I have never seen a big person drinking diaper talk. A big person drinking diaper talk. Drinking diaper talk. Diaper talk. Diaper talk. Diaper talk. I I have never seen a big person drinking diaper talk.